0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Playing with Power Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things C, E, D, H, E, D, H, and music in the Gathering. I'm your host, Ashani, Jamaican dude, and today I have a lovely friend, human, that has been around for a long time. Deke, say hello to our listeners. I
1: am old. Oh my Hi, goodness, everyone. I did not say old. Good to be on your show.
0: Awesome. Uh, not as
1: old as some.
0: Not as old as some, but 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 old. Um <laughs> uh, today. Old.
1: Yeah.
0: Today we're here to talk about um deck building. Um the fundamentals of deck building or EDH. Um we're gonna break it down and talk about some topics. Um uh, I believe everybody in the community um Enjoy brewing. Some people are actual true brewers. deep deep, higher. They something comes out spoil. Have some interest in it. They already have a list up for it in like two seconds. So some people are like it. Some people like to tune. I enjoy tuning lists or established lists to, uh, to to where I enjoy. My to and put my spice in it. And some people just like to play lists that other people don't the work in and hey, that's okay. It's whatever however we wish to play the game that we enjoy.
1: I might No, I, I come out with lists quick, but I try not to spoil the fun for others. I keep a lot of my failed lists nice and secret, so no one sees them, they don't see the light of day. Doesn't ruin other people's chance at brewing.
0: I mean, they're not failed list, but they're, they're, hip. they're, they're stuff, <laughs> they're stuff. Um, Patreon hey, shout oh, yeah. out, before we dive into it, Um, Lemon, thank you for your support, hope you have a lovely day, and have a, I hope you're, have a successful week, Lemon, whenever you hear from this. All right, Nick, fundamentals of deck building, how, how should we start uh-huh. this? Um.
1: Whole, um I, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say how most people get into it when they want to start building a deck. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about like uh, how people join like C E H when there's um there's a lot of decks out there and a lot of things to know about it. So like the starting point is almost the hardest part. So if you come in with uh, a little bit of experience, you might be looking to. Um, brew something completely from scratch, or you might be looking to take something that exists and then putting your own personal spin on it, um, make your own little tweaks or come up with uh, you know, something something new no one's ever thought of, for instance, that, uh, that plays out really well. So a couple different ways you can start off. Um, usually, as you mentioned, like when um, uh, new commanders come out, that's, that's prime brewing time for a lot of people Uh, because they're excited about it um something that hasn't been looked over by a million people on the internet yet and uh always a great place to start even just trying and practicing as uh new spoiled commanders
0: all right so first of all that that that's cool so or who first we should start about who is big what is a deke? (laughs)
1: Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, give us, give us <laughs> yes. a rundown how is it yes. why is it deke? why is it um, there we go yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, um, I've been playing um, competitive EDH max power EDH whatever you want to call it for um, probably like four years now um, mostly online so start off on like a, um, just on discord I'm mostly on um, CDH Nexus now but I've hopped around on different people's uh, podcast ruining things like I'm sure I'm going to ruin this one by being your guest star uh, I'm as I popping, but uh, no I play a lot I like brewing uh, I played Legacy for a long time before I played CEH for like 12 ish or something like that I played back when it was type 1-5 and then they cancelled that and turned it into Legacy so been playing for quite a while at a competitive level Right.
0: Also, a very, very skilled player. have lost many games to Deke over Thank the you. years. Over the years. And uh, likewise. No, that's not true. <laughs> I've, I've lost more <laughs> than I've won <longed> against <laughs> you. That's just being it, nice. If you
1: target Sean with all your removal and all your I attacks, it lowers off. his chance of winning. <laughs>
0: I will become a salty no. boy.
1: Um, but yeah. I've, I've cast more submerges on you than anyone. Absolutely. Ever, that I is. Think. That is true. I
0: that card, that card has had me <laughs>
1: tilted to many,
0: many, many of times. Uh, what was the exploit blue one? I can't remember. Forget that card too. Oh,
1: I didn't run that, but um, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. For the whoever I remember. The creature spell. Yeah, return subtlety,
0: subtlety. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so we for for the most popular builds, I believe, um, Yuriko. Um, for, for the database, Yuriko was a good, a very popular build of yours.
1: Um, Niv Mizit. I, I took, I took myself off that list, but I'm still oh, with did the you? group. Okay, and, I did not know. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the yeah, founders of Yuriko and Niv Mizit, and I believe you also gave, <laughs> gave up the reins on Niv. Sorry, what was did that? Did you give up the, um, the ownership on Niv Mizit No, also?
1: no. Okay. I've got Niv, so that one's pretty popular. Cool. i um, um, trying to think what else is on there. Yeah, I've dabbled in a lot of things.
0: Yeah, a lot of things, yeah, like uh, Brewer, Brewer <laughs> Oswald, at Oswald,
1: Rocco, yes. Yes,
0: Brewer at Heart. All right, so let's talk about the the what you need to build a EDH deck. First of all, it's a singleton format, um, so you can only have one copy of the card in the deck, unless it states that you can have multiple copies, like um, right, right colony. That's an example. Um, so yeah, since so a single build format is a hundred card deck, um, normally including your commander. So those are the first fundamental, the first steps of building. Um, so what should you? Should we first? How should we go about building a EDH deck? Should we start with have a strategy or have a style that you want to do, or should we start by choosing a commander that you want to that you want to build?
1: Uh. I, I guess context is, is big here. Is this uh, anyone coming into EDH like the big difference between like casual EDH budget? Yeah, so I guess just coming into thoughts.
0: coming into EDH or CEDH. You know, I guess maybe you've been playing, uh-huh. maybe you haven't, and you just want to you just want to join the fun with your friends playing at you know Friday Night Magic, however you wish to. You want to build your oh, build sure. your first deck
1: i think the first step probably most people take is they pick a commander that interests them um, i don't think you i don't think many people at all pick something that like seems boring to them uh, they want they want to go in they want to have fun they want to interact um, so pick your commander first and then um, that's when you can start taking a look at the strategies that you can use and it could be on your journey of creating your deck you decide this isn't working out this isn't the path but you can figure that out as you go kind of thing. You don't have to know everything all at once.
0: That's true. That's true. And um, another big thing I believe when whenever you you pick the commander that you want to have fun with, if you go to Discord, I will 100, I was not a 100, but 80% find a Discord community that is there building that deck. Um, if you definitely want to go yep. online and have someone you know, of like-mind help you prove that list, there's, there's definitely like-minds um, there to help you build. So, you choose your commander and you uh-huh. you can use a bunch of um, resources that is there. You can use EDH Rec. Um, that's a really big one. You put your commander in and uh-huh. it gives you a bunch of high synergy cards that goes with that commander. Um so what's yep. after that. I believe um
1: so you so got the commander picked. We've we got, got a, resources. Yep. And that, that's sort of I, I think there's a really broad brainstorming phase where you um if you're looking to make your commander like streamlined, if you're aiming for something like if your buddies have you know really strong decks, you're looking to bring it to something higher powered then you want to start focusing where you're... Pick a direction of your deck. Like, am I going to do a combo? Um, if so, how am I going to get to that combo? Um, and then if you decide on that, then that's when you start expanding out to support cards. What what stops my deck? What's my mana base look like? That kind of thing. So it's, um, at that point, it's, it's getting towards where you want to pick a direction. If you're going for something more casual, probably, then it's a little tough to say, sky's limit. You can, you can just sort of try out some different things that you like that sound fun, and then you'll have to see how it does with the people that you play with because that's going to... You're, you're not going to get around the first shot no matter what you do. Yeah. That's something you should go in knowing. Um, and then until you start sitting down, um, you can if you're aiming for something higher power, gold fishing a ton uh, helps you get your hands looking good to a place where you sort of like it. And then you still are going to make a whole bunch of yeah. tweaks when you start playing it, and things don't go the way you want it to. Yeah,
0: I guess I guess for, for our listeners, where most of our listeners are between I, I I should not assume, but it's between the high power to the CEDH level. Mm-hmm. So we definitely should be looking yeah. at you know the outlook at those the, that part of the EDH community. Uh, another thing you gotcha. touched on is mana I think um mana base uh-huh. is a very big thing for for yep. commander. You need to whatever whatever the team, whatever the commander you pick, you need to make sure you can uh-huh. cast your spells right. So yep. uh-huh. what what is a normal land you know land count? Does it do to the strategy? Uh-huh. Like what 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 is the what varies in the in the mana base? Yep, I
1: think you're usually count-wise, you want to be... The the upper end of the spectrum is it caps out at about 32 lands for max power, mm-hmm. high power, because you've got so many man rocks that support that. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you brought up, like, Niv-Mizzet as one where it's like, you you need to make land drops because you're getting a six-mana, 6, six pip commander. Um, that's an exception. Uh, so normally, you're looking at lower than that. You can go down to, if you're looking at things on the more aggressive turbo into the spectrum you can get down to 27 and then um, various people have done deck lists that um, if they're going for very aggressive mulligans um, and this is seen off and on the past couple years you'll see a couple decks that have like 24 lands like some rog tevish list do that Uh, i know some rog silas try and do that so that's um, that's another you know exception it it does not happen very often you're looking probably you're going to land somewhere around 28 to 30 is where you're going to land um, and then, if you're lower on colors, um, then you can start sort of looking at utility lands. You really don't want them for higher colors because the greedier you get, the more you just want to have a perfect mana base. You never want to be stymied in what you're doing um, by not having the right colors. That's that's the worst thing that can happen, pretty much. Um, but yeah, things like I mean, like Kiliot or Oswald, like they mostly don't care. They can just keep playing planes that even colorless is fine so they can put in those weird lands at like uh those like war room yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. So we uh we talk about matter Base. So what what should be in a in a commander deck? I think we can uh, pull it down to points, right? We can say creatures, uh-huh. instance, <clears> sorceries. <throat> we can break it down in in sub subcategories. Um so Every strategy is uh-huh. different. You gonna if you're playing more of a creature strategy, let's stay lucky. so you're gonna have more creatures than you have instants, or so you're uh-huh. gonna have more. You know, if you're playing a more spell slinger deck, you're gonna have more sorceries and instants than you have creatures. So it does all yep. depends on what what your strategy is. So should 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 we. Should we um have should there be a deck that has each of those things, like how much artifact ramp should we play in that deck? So how much? I, yeah,
1: like- I guess I would say, yeah. I I think I don't personally look at so much as it like the card types versus like functionality or what the deck is trying to accomplish. Okay, like because I mean you can obviously have like creatures like Spell Seeker that tutor, um, but then I think where the the count starts especially like think of instance, like when do you actually need to respond to things? Mm-hmm. And that really comes up in removal. Like if you've got a commander that tutors, well now you're worried about opposition agent, right? So now your instant count is going to go up because you want to be able to kill that opposition agent. Um, like you're going to land your tutor. They're going to opposition agent. Now you need that instant to remove that to opposition remove that, agent.
0: Opposition,
1: yeah. So, so it, it's more of like a micro scale. You're looking at, um, how do I get to my end goal? What's going to stop me, and what do I need in in between to um, uh, to get rid of those threats? Because like you're you're going to have the tutors in there, and you don't really care that they're sorceries. Like demonic tutor could be on a creature, and you would play that creature, right? Yeah. Um, like so, your types usually you're not going to necessarily have a set. Like I'm going to be on about eight enchantments or like X number of artifacts. I don't think other than the the sort of staples you see like Dime and Mana Crypt Box, are just too good to ignore. And there are exceptions like they have like Rocco um, or anything that runs uh, like Sanctum Prelate, for instance, or Bloom Tender. Um, that those bring in new aspects of what card types you run because now it's like if if I want the Sanctum Prelate to be good or not, sorry, Sanctum Weaver, the one that's mana, um, uh, your enchantment count now matters. So now you're focusing on like, well, is this enough to support it? If I add in another one, does it help? Um, so there are things like that. And, and then, uh, the most common and obvious one probably is Timna. Like, um, how many attackers do I have? Like, you want to have a good creature count in order to get decent draws off of Timna. But something like, um, uh, Timna Krom, you still want to be able to storm off. So that one's kind of a delicate balance of, I want to have enough creatures to support my grind. I need enough, um ramp spells and tutors to be able to support the combo lines.
0: Right. And that's, that's kind of a... We're going to change gears a little. Like, that's kind of the big thing that's been happening in the community recently yeah. with the um, introduction of like the 60 card players, the legacy grinders and stuff like that, where we used to build our decks to like support our commanders. So, like Or oh, we used to play Tim so you play cards like Serra, and then, and more creatures to value that teamless strategy where you can have more evasions uh-huh. to draw more cards and stuff like that. And now we're kinda in this, I believe, in this changeover where where you have the the NBC of decks where no bad cards and some bad cards. And they're like, Oh, just play the good cards. Um if the if that's the good cards in the colors you should just play them versus high synergistic cards. And I know we we enjoy playing our spicy cards that may be <laughs> high synergistic cards, but people would consider them bad cards. How, how do you feel about that?
1: Um... Could you give me an example of a high synergy card? I, for I one, wasn't, like, super aware of, like, Legacy Grinders okay, coming into, so like, so into CDH. If
0: you're not part of the whole Twitterverse and you just try to avoid that toxic place, it's very good for your health. <laughs> but, um, so, like, there's been debates the off recently, I think, Um Drake from Play With Power has been on a slaughtering uh-huh. with um, Sylvan Library is a bad card or wandering our cake is a bad card, or not, it shouldn't be in every strategy. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, so like, if, if you're... I, I, I... Go ahead. Uh,
1: th- like, the thing with all of that is, like, CH is such a variant format, even cracking the 25% win rate. Like, I've always been of the stance that it's, it's, it's player uh, skill that pushes you past the mark, not whatever, like, and I'd still consider those minor tweaks. Um, and, and like, there are cases where I'd say, I, I, to that ethos, I welcome the questioning of cards like that. Like, I think that there are times where you get stymied by, oh, this is a staple, this goes into the deck, like yeah. Sylvan Library. And that, and then sometimes that swings back and people will say, you know, oh, it's not good, it's bad. But the real answer is it's probably fine. Sometimes, sometimes like exactly. it, like sometimes you really want that grind card. You want a deck. You you have a deck that has a problem with grind, and you're not on something. Library and say, oh, that'll be really good to bring in. Like, um, it it really just depends, and personal preference factors in a lot of things. Do so. I don't know. That's my take on that. Cards aren't always necessary. They might seem spicy to you or to someone looking at a list. But when the person put it in the deck, they probably maybe had a good reason for it uh, that you don't necessarily see.
0: Very true. That's a very, very,
1: very good Good answer, Dee. I,
0: I am here to tell them that my Wander cake is a very good card, <laughs> and... I <laughs> They've
1: clearly never seen three ad resolve off because one wandering archaic is, is in play. Yeah, like, that's that's what everyone does. Nutty things. Yeah,
0: that's what everyone was saying. Like, oh, you remember the very good times you have with the card, but you don't remember the times where oh, this card was just dead in my hand. And I'm like, I, I can't say that for wandering archaic. I I can't. I mean, it costs five yeah. mana. Would you want to resolve an ad nauseum instead? Maybe. But at the same time, it might give me an announcement. You don't know.
1: You don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, the thing is too, it, it's a format where it's so tutor heavy compared to other ones that yes. you're allowed to have some silver bullets like those those little that single card tweak. Um, my example here here would be um, Rocco. I slipped in a, as you know, Tender shoot I had, because I always have in hand against you. Mm-hmm. But uh, that card, it's like, I wouldn't just jam into anything, it's not that good of a card. But the reason for it there is uh, now if a game, if everyone's playing stacks or something and you slam the Tender Shoot, now it starts being really good. Um, like there's so much meta and situational dependence in deck building that um, people should be allowed their spice.
0: Agreed, agreed. So we have figured out, I guess we did it even that was um, bad on my side as a host. We did not talk about if um if your commander has uh, color identity. We did not talk about that because that's very important on deck building. Uh. You can have like cameras. Cameras uh. is on the... If you look at it as plainly, it's a mono white commander. It is four colorless and a white. But due to its abilities of all the colors, it is a five color commander because of its color identity. That is very important to figuring out what your mana base is when building a um, EDH deck. Um, So definitely, you first, as we said, either pick your theme, You know, maybe you want to build for EDH, maybe you want to build a chair deck or trains. I don't know if there's trains in Magic, but whatever cool, cool casual (laughs) thing you want to build. Or if you want to build a more competitive, um, there's tournament on the rise. Maybe you want to build something more competitive, but you don't want to, you want to build that cool guy who, you know, I found this strategy I want to make this strategy work and I want to be recognized for this strategy. I think there's a big thing in the community for that. Um, I could be wrong. Uh You're definitely, um, you're still a part of the the, the, uh,
2: database. Today's podcast is sponsored by Card Conduit. Do you have extra cards lying around that you don't use? Want to buy or trade for some extra cards, but don't know how to maximize the value? Then you should try out Card Conduit. Card Conduit is the best service when it comes to selling your extra cards. Don't waste hours trying to find the best buy list price for your cards online. Simply send them to Card Conduit and let them take care of the rest. I've used Card Conduit multiple times already. I always use them to get the best value of my extra cards. I get fair prices for my cards and they save me tons of time. They have three main services. Their standard service lets you send them unsorted cards of any value. They will sort, grade, and give you the best buy list price for your cards. Their curated service is similar send them your unsorted cards worth over a dollar in value they will charge half of the fee of the standard service and charge no fee per card their new sorted service is a great value as well choose cards in advance with their selection tool send them sorted to card conduit and they will grade and buy list them automatically Save yourself the time of having to send to multiple sites and let Card Conduit do it instead. Their fee is only 2% with no fee per card. With every service, Card Conduit provides a detailed report of every card they process. You'll know exactly what you sent and what they are paying you for each card. They give you the best price for your cards. They work with competitive buy-listing partners, including ones not open to the public. Users get an average of 19% more for their collection than they would have from a major retail buy list, even with Card Conduit's fees. Card Conduit also optimizes buy listing for card condition as well. Since vendors have different penalties for wear and tear, Card Conduit will find the best buy list price against the specific condition of a card. So give Card Conduit a try today. If you sign up with my link in the show notes or the description, or use the promo code POWER, you'll also get 10% off their fees when you use their service. A big thanks to Card Conduit for sponsoring today's podcast.
1: Uh, no, I, I dipped recently just because this. It's taking a they're, little too much time right busy, now. Like I, I really man. do like looking at decks, but yeah, I'm, I'm busy right now. So. Busy, man. But
0: that's fine. Nick has um, been part of the CDH database management team for a while, and thus, I'm seeing a oh, big...
1: C- clarification, not not the management. I was a grunt deck reviewer. I'm sorry, decks. as he
0: said. I apologize. <laughs> he was a grunt doing grunt, grunt work. Shame, yes. shame, shame on <laughs> them. He's, he's a great... Should be in the management position. But anyways... Um, I think there's a big thing where people want to be recognized for whatever bruise that they bring in. Like I know when I've been part of the community for a while and I'll help people build some weird decks from, and they just, they want to push it to its limit <laughs> because of whatever reason yes. it is dear to them. They have emotional um, attachment to it. Cause when you build a deck, um, especially if you're buying cars for it. Like, nothing's wrong with proxies. I'm not saying anything like that. But when you're spending uh-huh. your money and building that and getting a bit fold out, I believe you're putting some of yourself yeah. into that deck. And oh, yeah. when yeah. you ask someone and say, hey, can you look this over and give me your um, critique of it? And then you kind of start bashing them. I think that's why there so, can be so much argument and and tension when people um, give you a review of that because you might say, oh, this card choice is bad and you should not be playing that card. And then they're like, oh, this and this reason. You don't know. I mean, so when you're definitely helping, you know, if you're a seasoned player in your community, Uh you're definitely helping a newer player get into the the community, whatever it is, um, casual to Uh High power B, B, be, be relaxed. Be more lenient to their deck choices. Um, uh-huh. uh, I've, I think I have went from preach.
1: preach yeah, I love. mean, I, I've told people their deck <laughs> is
0: bad, and you know, remove ninety eight cards from this ninety eight cards, and I've also <laughs> helped build the most atrocious, atrocious deck note to man. So it's whatever. But it's definitely positive. You should definitely be positive about it.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. There there's definitely a different way like I th- and that's why I don't like jumping on like saying like cards are bad or <laughs> people like saying this strategy bad. Like target what you dislike and say, like, here's why I have an issue. Um, this thing, this could come up in a match, like what would you do about this if if this happened? Like you can be constructive about just about anything and uh rather than jumping straight to like, yeah, this is this is trash or whatever. I, I like I think everyone a lot of people are looking for validation in their brews, especially yes. early on. And they like you said, it's, it's money sometimes, uh, but it's a lot of time, it's heart, it's effort. And then they come in excited. And when you come in with your hopes high and excited and and uh, any number of things can happen online on the Internet, right? Like you can get a horde of people, you can get dogpiled on by everyone saying oh, it's yeah. bad, you can get one bad reaction. Uh, all sorts of things you can put them in a dour mood and spoil things for them. So, um, yeah, I'll just echo you and say be be polite folks, people are trying, they like deck building, and uh, be constructive.
0: So the next step, Deke, uh-huh. is when you're a deck builder, yeah. if you enjoy brewing, when do you say <laughs> that the this brew that yeah. I have is not working? When do you stop kicking the dead horse? And I think that's where as a yep. brewer you like for good brewers you need to realize when I brew this, I don't think this have any legs, you move on to the next strategy. Um, and I think how yep. do we, how would you tell players to gain that skill or what to do to gain that skill?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so for me, most of the time it ends where the deck just doesn't fully come together. I'm like, this is weird, this isn't going right. And then once I get a, once I do get a deck that's complete, uh, I just start goldfishing it. I make little tweaks to things I don't like as I'm getting hands. And, and like I do it Tons of times, like you know, refresh, play a few turns, start over, play a few turns, and for for max power for CEDH, I've got a speed expectation of becoming a threat. So when I'm gold fishing this deck, I'm like, well, did I get online fast enough? Is is what's weird about this? Um, and so, like, especially with newer, like, like let's say for instance, I I helped a guy, I made his deck worse. Uh, it was Megatron the other day. He's trying to make Megatron. And I'm like, well, I'll try first pass at it. And I put in like last, um, what was it, the extra turn spells, Final Fortune, Final Warrior's Oath. Yeah. A- and then I put in that garbage enchantment, um, the Liches thing where you can't lose the game. So oh, I tried okay. to get like ISO and Final Fortune, Platinum Angel in there. Um, it was just terrible. But like you find that out from the goldfishing experience, you're like, this is not doing things quick enough. So that's a time to realize it. Um, that comes up a lot. But then sometimes, like you'll you'll get the if you're if you're really persistent, you just want to make it good and get things better. That's when you just have to start playing real people, and and that's when you have to at some point like try and be neutral on your own deck. Like how how much should people have to interact with me to stop me from winning the game? Like you'll you might get wins, and then you have to go back and sort of analyze that game at a high level. Like what what happened that led me to winning this game? Was it really my deck? Or was it just the randomness that can happen in EDH, which is like these people countered all their spells and then I attacked them for lethal damage or over right. fifteen turns. Um, so that that I think is the hardest for people to accept, acquire, and understand is is how to have that neutrality on evaluating your deck in actual games.
0: So as you 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 know, I believe that is correct, and that's a good point but I, my counterpoint to it is we're playing a hundred card single team. We don't see all the cards in our deck um, at that uh-huh. point. So how do you how do you, is, is, it, is it more of a you play over time so you kind of know how the deck should feel or how the deck should run? Is that kind of experiencing? How do you know if it's, if it's truly bad? Maybe you want to say that, oh, I didn't draw this card in time, or oh, Maybe of huh. variance I didn't get to draw my third line or you know, people I've seen people make some obnoxious excuses of why they didn't get to win the <laughs> game versus looking back at the deck itself. So yeah. So how do you how do you know which is which is if variance versus the deck deck building?
1: To an extent it's it's number of games and then <laughs> a small amount of estimating and math is involved too. If for instance, like I'm thinking of like some of the like zero color brews that people attempted and I say attempted cause it's like, I don't think any of them are, are there um, yet. But you, in those decks, you don't have tutors, right? You have some density of, of um, sort of combo cards. The combos are usually two cards and you have to hope that you draw them. And it's like, well, i played, you have to do something like I, I've played, I don't know, 15, 20 games on this deck. Uh, when I've gotten the combo, I either happen to have it, but most of the times it took me X turns, just sort of gut feeling like maybe eight turns in, I, I top decked it or whatever. Um, so you And you have to think to yourself, the chances of drawing those two cards without tutors is, I don't know, pretty darn small. You, you yeah. can do the math, but it's, it's not great. And... Um, and then I have to think how that compares to other stuff. And uh, that's still a hard step for for some people. Uh, and the other thing is deck knowledge. If if you have some experience playing other decks, you get a feel for how easy or efficient they can get to their two-card combos or their, just their combos in general and assemble them uh, versus what you're doing with this new deck. So highly encourage brewers to maybe just try a couple standard, like typical decks, like stock lists, so to speak, and get a feel for a bit. And that'll help you uh, when you're trying to assess your own deck because you have things to compare it to.
0: So, what what to take away from this is: before learn 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 your community, learn your meta. Um, definitely figure out what deck uh, play a established deck so you know what it feels like, and then go from pretty much go from there to doing what. You know, get a feel for what CEDH or high power decks should feel like, and then go go with that bro. I think I think that's definitely cool. Um, I I think I am going through a current deck, deck change philosophy for myself. You know, I am a lover <laughs> of cute things like Jitte and any any <laughs> anything that fits my my mid range grind play style and. Yep. Recently, you know, always been in arguments with like Drake and Brent about oh, um, you you have dork versus talismans. That's been a debate for the last three months, and I can't win. That dorks are bad. <laughs> I'm like, dorks are bad. Dorks are great. Uh, but you know, yeah. you get away the turn cycle and blah 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 blah. blah. But I'm like, but no, you can't
1: sack a talisman into a colon colon there the you you just go. Say. That's what
0: I have for the them. <laughs> what happened to your neo form? You can't get your dog side if you, if you don't um, play dorks, but whatever. They don't listen and they always think they're right. But anyways, um, so yeah, so that's, that's first about the deck building. And I think, I think we can. Is there any, any other points we're missing about deck building?
1: Hmm. Deck hmm. building becoming a better deck I building. Like the major ones. Um, what about
0: some of the niche ones? You have niche ideas.
1: Niche ideas, as far as just deck, deck. building in general, deck like deck building
0: in general. Yeah.
1: Nothing other than. Well, okay. So one thing that pops up with me, I, I like never use it other than to make bad suggestions to people, is uh, knowing lots of magic cards, because I've been playing it for a long time. So that means that you know really obscure combos <laughs> that like you'll probably never play, but you know them and can suggest them to other people who might make the mistake of playing them. Right. Um. <laughs> no,
0: no magic cards, um, no magic strategies. No that, how card that's works. Why like you
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so why you mentioned EDH Rec, like most of those decks are um pretty casual, I would say that it aggregates. Yeah. But like it's great for ideas. I love going on there and just scrolling through just scrolling stuff. And sometimes through you stuff. come yeah. across a gem.
0: Yeah, sometimes you do come across a gem. I'm like, and hey, you do you don't know what what happens. I think that's how um that's how I found um Dolson for Corvald was just going through EDH Rec. And I was like, oh, a grand abolisher for green. I forgot about you. And then I saw City of Solitude, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about you, too. Look at all these great green
1: cards. (laughs) All ancient tech.
0: Ancient (laughs) tech that have been here. And I'm like, okay, hey, I don't have a grand abolisher in my color, so... Why not go
1: for it? Did you man? ever consider Xantid Swarm? It's a terrible idea. Hey, but...
0: someone told me about that one too. Xantid Swarm. Whenever <laughs> it's a whenever opponent is attacked, can't play spells for that turn.
1: That's yep. cool too. Yep. But uh, it's your one flyer.
0: No, it's pretty cool. Like we've um diving into Corvall with um a few of my friends, and they're like, it's it's <laughs> we went we went deep, went deep because." There's a card called (laughs) One Man of Silence that John cannot beat. And whenever it goes on the stack, (laughs) if you don't have a final fortune in hand, you're kind of just dead in the water. Um, But other than that, um, I think we talk about um, how to build an EDH deck. What are the, uh, there's also a ban list. Um, I believe most of the listeners know, Uh but if you don't know, um, Google EDH band list. There's a long list of cards that are not legal, but don't worry about those because there's a lot of cards that are legal. Um, if people want to listen to me,
1: you can unban Flash while you're at it. That would be great.
0: Um, <laughs> key Paradox in. I thought band. randomly,
1: we didn't talk about how to pick a win con.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: That's fair. That subject.
0: Yeah, so I guess I guess when we i I thought we did, but I guess after you know pick <laughs> Maybe a command I <laughs> right, pick a commander, pick your strategy. I guess the strategy should be a win con. But your that, strategy doesn't have to be a win con. So that's true. Um pick a win con for your deck. Uh whatever Each. most every colour has a win con, I believe. I don't think it might be three card combo, but you should be able to win the game with whatever um, whatever combo you believe in. I, me, personally, uh-huh. is a strong believer in win, hard win conditions. Some people like convoluted win conditions, where you noxious survival a time twister and cast a time twister and cast a beast within and do this back and forth a <laughs> thousand times. I just like to say I win the game with one card.
1: So. Happily, those don't come up very often anymore. That, that used to be so much more of a thing, those time twister loops and everything. True. I
0: guess we, there's been a lot of better cards got printed since then so we don't have to twister loops to get there. I think I've heard someone doing endurance loops recently in Rocco. Oh, like,
1: yeah. I'm like, come
0: on man, we the struggle is not <laughs> just, that right. Just real. play
1: your Kiki Jiki. <laughs> play your Kiki <kiki-jiki> Cheeky and win <laughs> the game. They're like, Maybe your
0: Kiki got exile and then I'm like, okay, this is now another topic when you talk about layering in your in your in your in your decks. How do you have layers for your layers and your layers? And I'm like, that's <laughs> that's that's another yeah. topic and we might you know, bring beat back in for mm. layering. How you feel about layering?
1: <laughs> I've probably got things to say about layering. It's nice mm. when it works out, but I don't. Uh, I don't go in thinking everything has to have synergy. <laughs> everything has to work together.
0: <laughs> I believe you have one win.
1: I'm a. I was going to bring up non bows with that. People who uh, who will refuse to run things because it non bows with another card. Yeah. Has total disenergy with it. And how much. To- I, have, I have some non bow tolerance. I can run a card that gets ruined by another card I run.
0: I, I, I do it all the time. I'm like, people are like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm like, listen, I need my collector, Ufa, that needs you not to have rocks in play. And they're like, what yep. happened when you uh-huh. have Roxy play? I'm like, this is why we play sack outlets. <laughs> so we can sack your collector yep. whatever you want to win. Like, that was yep. cool. That was yep. always a big thing mono-green next. You're like, why do you play no-run in collector roof? Because you're mono-green people. You need to figure out a <laughs> way to slow the game down. And then you can yep. figure it out when you need to win how to get rid of it.
1: The speed of your commander that you think your deck is going to be, and you had mentioned like how many instants and stuff you have, uh, that heavily changes if you're going to be running stacks or more instant speed interaction. Correct. Right. Um, for for deck building, that's a that's a heavy thing is being able to assess your speed compared to other decks, um, and like okay, my deck is can do turn three, turn four consistently. That's a touch too slow. Uh, that means I need to have some stacks pieces in here to have better openers that can get me to those turns. Or you're in a, a blue deck that maybe can't quite run stacks pieces or or can maybe run a couple um, that is also slightly on the slower side and now you need to maybe add a little more interaction to that so you're going to see more instants on your deck. Um,
0: Definitely. Yep. Yeah, like um, choosing your archetype pretty much when you get to more of a... Um, of the competitive style of it. Choose your archetype. What archetype do you want to build? Do you want to build a more control build? Do you want to build a mid-range where you can flip from uh, whatever you need to flip to? Do you want to build a all-in stacks list? Do you want to build... Like there's so many different things that um, you can go from deck building and just just play around with it and just the, the 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 big thing is don't force it if you have goldfish. Um test a few games if you feel like it's there. Play it against your playgroup. Ask for their ask for their um remark and criticism and just go from there and see if you enjoy it or not. Um I can say for myself, I've been having fun with um um, uh, a true stacks deck that I've never played in CDH, Uh, Ractos Ractos deck. Uh, Rog <laughs> and sometimes I feel like it has legs, and sometimes I'm like, is it truly competitive? I don't know. Do I enjoy? <laughs> do I enjoy resolving a Huffs? It makes me feel a little fuzzy that, inside. That
1: was- I, I spectated your game and it was just as like I see you tapping these lands and then played Obliterate. I'm like, yep, that's shot. It's perfect. <laughs> that
0: is perfect, right? <laughs> it makes me feel so. It makes me feel nice inside. And then after yeah. I resolved the Obliterate, and they're like, oh, here's these two lands, and I just drew the Underworld Bridge. And they're like, all my hard work. Oh, uh, there we go. And then we lost the game. and... Then i just like, okay, I wasted two hours of my life not to win. I'm like, is winning important to me or is just having fun important? And, you know, that's uh-huh. the crossroads you have to be at sometimes. Are you truly super competitive or you just enjoy the games because you like to enjoy interaction with your friends? <laughs> and both are fine. I'm not I'm hitting you for either. Um. So, yeah. So... Yep. Let's give a rundown of what we talked about today. We deck building fundamentals of deck building, Uh, choosing your commander, choosing, whenever you choose the commander, choose the color identity of the deck, choose your strategy. And then from your strategy, make sure your mana base functions. That's a really big thing. If your mana base still functions, you can't play your spells on time. You don't get to play your spells. You don't get to play magic. And that's how you have to play magic. Make sure you can produce the correct mana, and then after the end of it, how to win the game, and that's normally However, you wish to want if you want to win it in a super cool way, like back in the day where you did the competence and blinded agent and whatever long convoluted line you need to do. Or you can do Celsius Oracle as a boring line that some people like, some people dislike. Hey, you know, (laughs) however you want to win the game. Um, Any closing remarks?
1: Uh, Just that you should run Thoracle Consult if you can. Oh, okay. I yeah, believe that's here. a good one. <laughs> I believe it in the Oracle. As you're rattling off, like, you can do this if you want. I'm like, ah, you should probably no, run Oh, you should run probably run so it. Right, console. <laughs> heard it here first. If you're in if the you
0: colors can. of Grex's core or blue black, you should play Um Salsa's Oracle. You heard it from <laughs> the, here.
1: The hottest take. Hottest, the hottest take on hottest, the hottest podcast.
0: There we go. The hottest podcast. There we go. Well done, Deke. Well done. Um, do you oh, want to uh, plug... Yeah. Plug yourself anywhere you want to tell the people where they can find you
1: oh I'm not much of a plugger um I dipped off twitter so I'm not on twitter anymore but I'm around I'm on the CDH nexus you can ping me on discord um yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Play on the CDH Nexus. It's a great place. Chaos tournaments, those are good. Um, very large online webcam tournaments.
0: Yeah, very large. And, your, uh, your boy went zero three uh-huh. drop in the last chaos tournament. Oh no! In the was, last one? Yes, this recent... I was ashamed of myself. Deacon. I was ashamed. What oh, were you on? I was on Malcolm. Um, Malcolm Rockrock.
1: Oh, okay, I, interesting. I, I, yeah, ah. I saw that.
0: I thought it was a good day, but boy, oh boy.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, well, you were proven wrong. I now was into proven the garbage wrong,
0: fan. exactly. <laughs> to the
1: garbage it went.
0: At the end of the day, uh. to the garbage it went. All right. Um, make sure you give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast aggregator. you will be surprised how much it helps. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and more. All links are in the episode notes. Well, that's about wrap up this episode of the podcast. Tune in next time when we talk more about our favorite format in our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next time.